guys and gals, welcome to the Oxford Holy Club, a place where we ready ourselves to give an answer for the hope that's in us. We will also try to answer your questions, random questions from the interwebs, and have some fun too. So put some seatbelts on your ears because we're in for a wild ride. Well, ladies and gentlemen, welcome to the Oxford Holy Club, episode 108, entitled Litter, Assistance, and Anxiety. Let me adjust my volume here. There we go. Uh, let me just say a big Oxford Holy Club welcome to a returning uh, guest and longtime listener and friend of the podcast, Kenny Wade. Hey, Kenny, how are you? What is up? This is good to be here. All right, all right. And also, I would like to also mention, we also are joined by two of the other hosts of the podcast. Andrew's not enjoying how I'm phrasing things. Andrew Beckwith <laughs> and Lucas Candy. And Matthew Barber is still absent. Uh, there's a mystery there. There's a mystery. We're going to talk about it and maybe show a little video that's been submitted uh, from someone that watches the podcast. But before we get into things, let me very quickly just say, you know what? If you want to find out more about us, the social medias that we are on, uh, if you want to use the same Smorp document that we're going to be using down a little bit later, if you want to find merch and all that kind of stuff, why don't you just go on over to www dot oxfordholyclub.com and from there you can find out all of those different things also want to make mention that when this is done on facebook it's happening live it will also be on youtube later for those that like to watch on youtube and wherever you listen to your podcasts oxford holy club is there there i think i've said everything i need to say uh guys why don't we just get- cast over Okay, well, keep spiritually fit. No, here we go. Why don't we uh, do a little catch-up? Let's catch up, guys. What's been going on in the week? And, and it's, Kenny, it's been a long time since we've seen you, and, and, uh, but we're going to start with Andrew. Andrew, what's been happening, man? It's been a week. Okay. So I'm going to talk business. Oh, brother. Business. <laughs> no. <laughs> uh, I just wanted to share a little story about my church. Um, we are going through kind of a cool thing, interesting thing. Uh, at my church, we have two buildings. We have the main church building, and we have a what they call the Christian Education Center. And you can picture the church building as the stereotypical, very old church building with uh, little to no use except for meeting on Sunday morning. And then the CE Center, yes. High five. Does oh. it have like a steeple that is cast shadow on all buildings around it? Uh, well, no, it doesn't have a super steeple actually. Oh, really? Uh, yeah. And then we have the CE Center, which is very multi purpose, uh, has a gym, blah, blah, blah. Anyways, the church building is like 140 years old next year. Wow. So, and it's costing us a fortune to heat, and it's just the only time we use it is on Sunday mornings and blah, blah, blah. So, we have, we had a decommissioning service on Sunday, and we are going to be uh, tearing it down. Did they hand out sledgehammers at that service? No, no. That's a decommissioning uh, service. <laughs> but uh, we're going to be moving over to the CE Center. We already moved all the offices over and things like that. And so it's a pretty exciting time because mm. obviously that wasn't a very easy decision for people to make. Um, but people are very on board with the idea of moving forward and not being uh, restrained by a building. Mm-hmm. Uh, and so it's been really cool to see how people have just kind of put aside their own personal feelings and have, have said, you know, this is for the best. And so we're really, really excited for what's to come and mm. and uh, kind of getting rid of that um, thing that basically is on everybody's mind and how, you know, how do you pay for oil for 
a giant building and things like that. Mm. So it was cool. It was a good Sunday. It was actually, we met um, like actually in person for the first time. Um, it was like a, it was a one-time deal. Like we knew, we knew we had to do it. Um, so mm-hmm. it actually went pretty smoothly for, for meeting in person and a uh, uh, good little trial run for, I, I don't know when we're going to meet in person again, but it was, uh, it was good. Mm-hmm. So we're excited with that. Uh, so what's going to happen with the space where the current church is? You may have said that. If I missed it, I, I will park my car there. It's, beca- it's becoming a parking lot. <laughs> and it will cost Basically. zero oil. And it will yeah. cost, isn't the cost of oil down right now? If there was ever a time that that place yeah. was affordable. Oh, no. <laughs> <laughs> no, well, probably, but no, it's uh, like the building's not even insulated, really. Like it's oh, just man. a big old money trap. They've just been shoving old bulletins in between the wall and the other. <laughs> oh, that, if only, if only it would have been something. But uh, no, it's, uh, it's good. Lucas, I know that you're only with us for a short little bit of time, so I want to tell you this story before you dip out, just in case all of a sudden something happens, you have to go. Uh, So you thought I was going to toss to you to hear your stuff, but no, I want to share mine because I want want to make sure you hear this. So... Uh, as you as you guys know, I learned how to do my brakes. Um, you know, maybe a month ago, my uncle showed me how to do the brakes on my Tucson, and he did the first one, then I did the rest, and felt like a man, felt good. You know, Ugh. all that. Yes, thank you, Kenny. Ugh. Uh, I assume. Yeah. <laughs> so it was time to do the brakes on the van. And so we, we got a quote to see what it was going to be for just, you know, brakes. And it was going to be over six hundred dollars uh, to do the brakes all the way around pads, rotors. And like, ah, you know what? Let me just look online. So found pads, rotors all the way around, all brand new, 230 some dollars. So I'm like, okay. So I called my uncle and I just, I said, Hey Scott, thanks for liking the stream. I didn't say that to him. I said, Hey, me again. Um, can I come up and can, can, uh, can we do this? do the tires and you show me that on the van, just in case it's different, they were dual piston calipers, which really doesn't make any difference. Um, but it was something I just didn't know. So my son comes with me. I'm feeling good. I'm feeling like a dad. He's going to learn how to do tires. I'm, Mm. I'm excited. I'm going to, my uncle will do the first wheel just to to make sure I'm up and what needs to happen. Then I'm taking over and I'm going to see if my son will get involved. So uh, he wanted nothing to do with that and instead Uh. played the switch in the van while it was jacked up and would only peek his head out when we'd let the jack down in the van and go bang. And he'd be like, what was that? Like, again, it (laughs) It made me lose my guy. (laughs) But by the third wheel, Jaden came out to uh, to participate and, and he wound up doing a bunch of stuff. But at the second wheel is where things got interesting for me. So I used to not wear shorts a lot. And so I only have a few pairs of shorts and they've lasted years and years and years through various weights and different things like that. You've been leaning too hard in these shorts, haven't you, Brad? So, well, and they've become my gym shorts too. And so, um, so my, my son is there, my father is there and my uncle who is, you know, making sure I'm doing everything right. And so I get ready to go and take the pads off and I squat down and all of a sudden from stem to stern, I have, I have ripped my shorts asunder and, and I don't, I I don't even know what to, what, what, how to describe what happened next. Uh, But so I'm sitting there with these men all around, like, you know, it's this manly thing and I'm just, my underwear is hanging out of my shorts and I'm like, guys, I'm in trouble. Uh, can can someone bring all the shorts, please? 
And, uh, and there were no shorts for me. So I continued to change the rest of the tires, basically in my underwear with my son uh, uh. trying to help. And my dad just standing watching and my uncle just looking at me like I'm a fool probably. Did I you don't at least know. have like a windbreaker you could tie around your waist or something? <laughs> In no, there, done that. No. So it gets, the story gets worse. I get, everything's good. We get the new brakes on. Uh, Jaden and I head, head out. We're on our way back to Charlottetown. And it's uh, a windy night. And so by this time it's supper time. So we swing in through the McDonald's in Summerside. We're about 40, 50 minutes into the drive. Swing in through the drive through. I'm not a dummy. And get him his chicken nuggets. We get back on the road. And I go um, about five minutes after that, we go through a roundabout that I went through too quick and his nuggets fell into the trunk. So he's like, oh, no. Dak, you get my nuggets? I'm like, oh, okay. Get so, my nugs. So I pull over just after the roundabout where there's lots of traffic. Totally forget that I'm, you know, Basically, in underwear and uh, like the the <laughs> loose shorts just hanging off me, and I get outside and I'm into the trunk now, bent over looking for his nuggets, while the wind is whipping my shorts left and right, and people are just getting honking. It's incessantly. Uh, I so catcalling. I didn't realize it until I sat back down and went, "Oh my land!" <laughs> and so. While there's been lots of other things that have happened this week, changing my brakes and showing the community my rear end was the what I wanted to share with you and Kenny you and go. Andrew. And should have should have wore your working man's pants. I, I I thought I was anyway. Uh, Local pastor has nothing to hide. <laughs> Charlottetown Chronicle or whatever it is. No, Mandy. No one honked at me. <laughs> Thank you for that comment. Uh, so, Lucas, let's let's get to you, and then we'll get to our special guest tonight. Uh, well, first of all, I just have a little thing to add to your story. Is that also happened to me one time when I lived in Ottawa? Only instead of in a um, garage surrounded by just a few people that I already know, I was in the middle of IKEA. And if you've ever been in IKEA, <laughs> uh, that's just a rat's maze, and there's no quick there's no quick exit. No, like there's not. Out. There's no easy way out of there. So I, I was like, okay, everyone's going to see my butt and 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 everything. <laughs> you just and come so to terms like, with it. <laughs> the worst part is they weren't even tight jeans. They're just, there's like, no, we're done. You want to tie your shoe in last time? That's on you. <laughs> Gone. <laughs> and then, so I was like, okay, well. So I walked back through Ikea backwards. <laughs> it's like, ah, they'll always see my face. <laughs> Life hack. You walked through Ikea had, backwards. And I had to stop and get gas on the way home because I had no gas left. But anyway, um, there's going to be something there. Now. Uh, so for me, uh, you might notice that uh, I'm in front of a slightly different plain wall. Uh, it's because I'm in Sussex visiting my parents and uh, and my brother and his wife and their family and all that stuff. So that's been really fun. Uh, Where's Jonah? The Sussex thing. Jonah's here too. Bring him in. Uh, I, I can't. There's a big, there's a family thing happening, which is why I'm not here that long because I've got to go back to the family why don't you, thing. Is your camera portable? Jonah. Jonah. Yeah. <laughs> We're not going anywhere until you produce and Jonah. Yeah, and Jonah, by the way, he, he doesn't watch the live stream, but he's a faithful podcast listener because I'll bring up stuff every now and then. He's like, oh, yeah, I heard of the podcast. Yep. Old news. So, uh, Anyway, but maybe sorry. I'll have to get him on sometime. So anyway, we're in Sussex. I love coming back to Sussex because Sussex is just awesome. Mm -hmm. uh, anyway, so there's a lot of us in my parents' house, and my parents just bought a new tent trailer. Uh, it's I mean, brand new to them. It's used, but it's quite new, and they're all excited. They said it will be the tent trailer to do them out. 
<laughs> as far as it should last than the rest. Wow. Uh, which is great for your parents to start talking about stuff that way. <laughs> yeah, um, that's encouraging. Anyway, this will yeah. be the last one we'll ever need. <laughs> <laughs> so I go out to the tent trailer and I'm like throwing out the, like the kids stuff or whatever. And I'm in there. I was like, man, this thing feels a little like not quite as solid as their last one. It's a lot smaller than their last one. So I was like, well, that's fine. You know, whatever. Anyway, I go to make the bed up on the far side and the entire tent trailer tips over and hits the ground. And I was like, no, 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 no. And then I was like, Mom, you need a new tent so trailer? It wasn't that bad. But then the thing I did, my response was horrible, which was instead of easing my you weight back, ran. I, I leapt ran. off and the things cocooned <laughs> down. And I, I like checked all over it and I didn't damage it at all as far as I could tell. So I was like, hey, dad, I, I kind of pulled popped the wheelie on your tent trailer. Uh, and without meaning to, uh, so yeah, so that was fun. I went surfing on a tent trailer and, uh, anyway, we brought our bikes with us cause my parents live right on the set. Like Sussex, one of the, one of the amazing facts about Sussex is it has all kinds of awesome, like walking and bike trails mm-hmm. and, uh, and my parents' house is backed right onto one. So we bought all, brought all our bikes and Melissa was biking with, um, Esther just out in their little cul-de-sac street here. And another weird thing about where my parents live, which I don't remember being in a Sussex thing when I lived here, but they, they've got a deer problem. There's deer everywhere. Um, anyway, Esther's just biking along and she sees a deer at the end of the cul-de-sac just sitting there like an inch from the road, just like chewing on grass or whatever because it thinks it owns the place. And then Esther just starts biking towards it like hardcore <laughs> and then jumps off her bike and starts booking it towards the deer. <laughs> <laughs> And, and while we were here, like Lyme all disease. day today, while Lyme we're here, disease. there's guys here installing heat pumps. And one of, one of the guys out there, one of the workmen just like, oh, she's a hunter. <laughs> That's awesome. <laughs> and that, and I guess the third thing was uh, while we were here, um, it was super fun because, it's, you know, it's, it's like a, a, a vacation and I'm just sitting around like a lump. Uh, meanwhile, there's these three like working men working all day. And I'm just like sitting on a couch on my phone and just being a big lazy lump. And they're just watching me be lazy all day and that's kind of took the fun out of it for me but yeah that's that's what i've been up to uh deer chasing trailer tipping and uh having Fe- a good time fe- well feeling guilty about not working Feel, feeling guilty Did you- at one point <laughs> i was sitting on the couch and i look up and through the window outside our house one of the workmen was just staring at me through the window <laughs> 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 not crazy. well he wasn't he didn't mean to he's working on something but it looked like he was looking right at me and i was good i'm sorry i'll, I'll get busy i'll, I'll, do, I'll, I'll do something <laughs> You just start yeah, bringing so them was, like lemonade here. Can I, can I bring right. you something? I did offer when I went to Tim's for Melissa to get her iced coffee and an offer to buy them something. So, uh, but they, but they, did wouldn't they accept? They did uh, not. No, they're too cool for that. Scott Layton said he had a similar experience, I think relating to mine, plugging in a patch cord just before leading worship at my former church I pastored in. Fortunately, <laughs> I had a guitar in the front and a sweater tied around my waist to cover the back. As was the style at the time. I was just thinking that. I'm like, there's a fashion <laughs> statement happening right there, Scotty. Uh, yeah. All right. Well, Kenny, have, we, we, got, we want to catch up with you, Kenny. And then we actually have a video that we're going to show. And I sent it to Kenny to, so that he could be in the know of, so, uh, of what's going on. But Kenny, Completely unnecessary, but it was fantastic. Yeah, okay. So what's been going on with you since we've last talked and seen each other? Are you talking to me right now? Well, I hope so. Oh, uh, you know, just enjoying coronation down here. Corona. Um, Making and, the best of and it. And socially distancing here in the forest. Yeah. My family is uh, 20 meters away 
cooking stir fry over an open fire. I can smell it. It's torture. I really, <laughs> I'm about to walk out on the podcast right now and, and go eat stir fry. I just want you to know that, Brad. Listen, you can't do that. At the moment, I've only got Andrew that sticks with me through thick and thin, but no. Oh, sorry, Lucas. <laughs> and Andrew's more than enough. He is. More than enough. All of you is more than enough. Classic. You know, probably the, the only thing, you guys' stories are always so great, entertaining, comical, and, and enlightening. It feels like a, and I'm not sure if that's a compliment. I can't tell what he's working towards here. I, well, I just, I just have one lame parenting story really to give as, as an update of maybe, maybe to help people um, just avoid future mistakes with, with their tweens or teens. Um, my son wanted to make a, a purchase on, on Amazon. I, I heard you talking about Amazon last week. Actually, I was listening to the episode from last week and there were so many things that you guys talked about. I really felt like I should have been on last last week's episode and not this week's episode. The grease, the trash pandas. It's pandas, not bandits. That's not trash bandits, Brad. Pandas, trash pandas. Um, and also, I find I, I find raccoons much more scary than bears. Um, personally, I've I, I do have an irrational fear of of raccoons. So I wasn't a guest last week, but I'm I'm tuning. I'm just tripping in on that. So my one thing that I wanted to share just for, to save other people future pain, um, my 14-year-old son, he has a weird sense of humor, uh, pretty low-key, doesn't, he doesn't ever get mad. This isn't a story about getting angry either. Um, he, um, he said, Dad, can I, you know, I've got some money. Um, can I order uh, a button on Amazon? And I was like, like what, like a, like a metal, like a collector's button or like a shirt button pant. Like, what are you, what are you talking about? He's like, no, like one of those buttons you press and it says stuff. And I was like, Oh, like we've never talked about that before. Why would you want one of those? He's like, well, I want, I want to get one where you can record stuff onto it and then press it. So it's like a blank one, but then you can like, you can make it say whatever you want it to say. I love that. I'm like, do they sell those? And he's like, he's like, yeah. I'm like, Hey man, it's, it's, how much are they? And I don't know. They were like, 10 bucks or 12 bucks or something. I'm like, it's your money. You've got some discretionary money you want to do something with. And, you know, on, on a serious end of things, the dude loves to like, like produce music on GarageBand and he got a big keyboard with some money that he had. And now he's like working all that and like that, listen to the drop. So he does cool <laughs> musical stuff like that, but he wanted a button. So he orders this button. It's just, a, you know, the easy buttons, like that was yeah. easy. Yeah. Right? Staples ahead of their time. Just, apparently. I know. This button is just a little black base and it's got a little, it's just a little white top. It's blank. It doesn't say anything on it. You just press it and it says stuff. You flip the little analog button to record REC and you flip it back and you press it and it plays. Here's the problem. This is super annoying. Super annoying. He records stuff into it all the time and walks around the house pressing it. He's 14 years old. Okay. His, his brother gets a hold of it when he's not around his 17 year old brother records things onto it to his younger brother. And then his younger brother comes along, presses it. And then sounds like fun. Actually. And then there, and, and there you go. And then I caught on, I'm like, Oh, I can do this. And so I'm like, Hey, Braden, <laughs> I left a little message for you on your, on your button. Do the chores, you know, <laughs> that type of stuff. So I, uh, the youth group asked me the, one of the interns asked me to, to do announcements this last week. And so at youth group, I smuggled that button that I was getting annoyed by to youth group. And started off, uh, I was only supposed to do announcements, kind of like right now. And um, I started off with just, hey, guys, I just want to make a personal confession before we start announcements here this morning or this evening. 
um, here's something you should never do uh, is allow someone in your family to buy a button like this and then press it like into the microphone, whatever message he left on it. Sometimes he just makes weird noises like meh, 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 meh. And then you press <laughs> it and it just does that. That must right? be fun. Yeah. So anyway, I just, I wanted to offer that to you and, you know, any, any listener, discerning listener that would easily fall into this innocent mistake of ordering a, a recordable easy button for a family member thinking that that is harmless. It's not. So don't buy the button. It's not that easy. Also, Brad, did you catch my joke about your shorts when you were telling the story? I, RIP. I like that, by the way. Very good. Thank you. It Thank landed you. with me. Brad, Brad was in the... F- <laughs> Brad was in the thick of it, and so he was I just, still he was I, still I was experiencing still, I was still it. reliving it. I'll have to I'll have to go back and listen. R I P. So also I the um I was just told by the shop oh, that the bricks need done on my car. So I don't know when you're stopping by next, but we could we could we could do this thing together. Well, for those that don't know, why don't you why don't you just tell us quickly where do you live? Oh, just not, a little south, eh? Not like not like your civic address, but like. <laughs> Civic, uh, exactly yeah, where exactly can we geolocate? Can we you? Do you want GPS code? Just, like, a, just the longitude and latitude is all we're looking for. We're gonna, here. Are we gonna Garmin this or what are we doing? No, I'm just trying to give people perspective. <laughs> you are on the dial that in on your pebble too soon. <sighs> it, 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 are it, you it, wearing your pebble? It'll come. It? The watch strap still hasn't come in, it should be in tomorrow. <laughs> Easy, buddy. Anyway, the anger, Kenny, you're in Idaho, right? I'm in Idaho. Idaho. USA. So you are all the way on the other side of the world. If you look though, if you look deep into my virtual background, you can see Oregon and the Seven Devils. Oh, the peaks. <laughs> yeah. And that yeah. was the background you chose to come on the Holy Club podcast. Well, you know. I think I should get the Seven Devils. That <laughs> deep cut. That'll go well. So, um It's great. So Matt Barber has been with us in some time and there have been questions about his whereabouts. And, uh, and the last thing we heard was that Matt was going, if you remember his background, he was, he was even leaving hints, little <laughs> breadcrumbs, if you will, about his trail on, is it the Dobson trail? He was leaving loaves of bread, like <laughs> yeah. crumbs would be a little <laughs> yeah. bit of a stretch there. Okay. Yeah. Fair enough. Uh, yeah. and, and so uh, we still really don't know where Matt is. We haven't seen him and there's been some interesting developments and someone put a video together and sent it our way. Um, this was not made by us, but someone that's probably watching right now on and, the dark web on yet. Yeah, I, when I asked for permission <laughs> to use it, he said, I didn't make it. I found it on the dark web. Those were his <laughs> words to me, but then he also gave me permission to use it, which, you know, anyway, I hope you, I hope you pre pre-screened this. If it's, you know, I'm sure it's from, fine. I pre-screened sure it three fine. times, three Throw times. I watched this <laughs> anyway. Uh, so you all remember unsolved mysteries. This kind of has that tone. So why don't we new roll? Season. Let the new season. Uh, before we roll, I just want to say goodbye to everyone. I'm heading back to do family time with my family, but uh, have fun, guys. Kenny, nice seeing you. The rest of you guys, same. Yeah. Oh. Have fun. Bye. <laughs> See you later, guys. So what we're seeing there is a picture of, uh, I forget how many, six? Six people going into the woods and only four came back. And uh, the, the person who sent us the video who also... Um, Oh, I guess I guess the uh, the little ad at the end of the video didn't pop up. We got that good. Um, I think this person is suggesting that there might be uh, some foul play afoot. Anyway, hope hopefully we'll we'll find out what happened to Matt and uh, and what was the other gentleman's name that's missing as well? Matt's friend. Matt's friend. Uh, <laughs> 
Matt, Matt's friend. Well, anyway, all right, we've had enough of that and catching up, and so why don't we toss to Andrew and the tiebreaker? Okay. Uh, just a reminder: if you have a tiebreaker, you would like us to break. Uh, you can send it in by visiting OxfordHolyClub.com. Did that work? And you and fill out the form, and we will break your tie. So here we go. Here we go. Gary needs to settle a tie with his wife Jenny. They are newly married and have two cats. There's Jenny your, keeps the litter box in their bedroom. Gary doesn't like to smell the cat's litter box when he's trying to sleep. So he wants gross. her to move it to the living room. Jenny thinks if she moves it into the living room, it will smell up the entire apartment. Tyler, thanks for liking the stream, man. Nice to see you here. Also, quickly, hi, Mom. I see that you're there. Uh, so my thought is pretty pretty simple. Uh, the first problem I see is two cats. Just get rid of the, <laughs> get rid of the cats. Problem solved. Yeah, the cats not, are they are they are they are they like being kept inside like my cats are? Like they're not allowed to go outside. Which one of them escaped today? That was hysterical. <laughs> but are these cats? Are they are they like? Do they have a light indoor sentence? Like what's going on? Uh, you know what? We're, Unknown. We're, yeah, we're working with what we got here. And uh, Debbie, thanks for liking the stream. By the way, I uh, I feel like the bedroom is a bad place for your litter box, and I also so feel like the living room is a bad place. Do you have a for closet? Do you have a cupboard? Do you have a closet? Storage room, bathroom. I mean, yeah. Let's say let's say they love their cats, though. They they think of them as part of their family. That they're. Why are they breathing these fumes at night? I just don't understand that at all. Like yeah, our cat box healthy. is out in the garage in a, in a mini fort that I built around it. It has a closing door and we don't even like smelling stuff through there when the garage door is open. How you do know? your cats <laughs> get to the garage? Well, I built this, I, I, I cut a hole through the drywall and put in a little cat door so that it like goes out into the little cat fort. This is for That's real. amazing. I can take you on a tour if you if you want some time. You know, uh, we would um, we would so love. Yes, it just happened to work out. There was just enough space between the two by fours that the <laughs> cat door fit in there, and I was like, oh, this will work. Uh, my so pastor, maybe- my pastor's coming in saying, dump the cats. So he and I are on the same yeah. page. But they obviously want to keep the cats. So I only have one solution for this. They have to toilet train these cats. <gasps> I love that. <laughs> Uh, oh, oh! It's like yeah. so much work. No, uh, it's it's already all laid out. I've got it in my mind. And um, remember Stuart McLean, who used to do the Vinyl Cafe, uh, these stories, and he would do them on the CBC Radio. Yeah, and do you remember Kenny? <laughs> Kenny? I totally remember this. I mean, I, I it's bringing back smells and scents from my childhood. I doubt it. So, um, but he did a story all about um, the the main character, the dad, Dave, toilet training their cat. And they would do it incrementally where he would slowly just start moving the litter box out of the bathroom and into the hallway. And then he got it all the way to the toilet. We've talked about this before. He got it all the way to the toilet and the cat would go there. And then he started using books or something to elevate the litter box litter, little, little by little <laughs> until it was at the height of the toilet. Then he litter moves, by litter. Yeah. Then he moves it onto the toilet and the cat's still going there. And then the last thing to do was he cut a hole in the bottom of the litter box. Genius. And so the cat starts using it. And then he removes the litter box and the cat just uses the toilet. And I don't know if he got the cat trained to flush it or not. Um, but I think that's the way to go. We have a cat. 
I am super interested in trying this because I actually find myself in a similar situation in that we're in a smaller home where this litter box, it's not in our bedroom or in our bathroom or anything like that. It's in our laundry room, but like our laundry room door and the doors have to stay open throughout the house for the cat to get to its food and litter box. And I find that annoying. I would love to be able to close those doors, but you can't put a little pet door. I don't know if I'm allowed to make those kind of alterations to a home that I rent. Do you know what? Uh, our rent, when we lived overseas, the reason the reason we got cats is because the, the animal had to be small enough to fit through the door that the, that the renters put in while we were living overseas and they were renting our house. Mm-hmm. So I don't know if the, we were surprised. Yeah, but that was but in they Australia. Put it in and, and it led to us getting it led to us getting either a small enough dog or, or or a cat. And you know it closes and it keeps the sense in, man. I'm telling you. You know, or, so Andrew, thoughts? This is your tiebreaker, but thoughts? On the cat door or <laughs> just the whole thing? <laughs> this is the whole whole ball of litter. Put the litter I mean, box in the bathroom for Gary and I, I would Jenny say, like, for sure they have a bathroom. Like, because we don't know if they have a storage room or whatever, but for sure they have a bathroom. Mm-hmm. I would see if you could fit it in there. In the bedroom. I think so there's an opportunity here. If they're newly married and have two cats, they probably don't have any kids. I can't tell. We don't see that here. But there's an opportunity for you as a couple to learn how to train something that doesn't want to be trained, to do something it probably doesn't want to do. And there's an opportunity for you to learn how to raise a kid. What yeah, a- and that Vinyl Cafe story was totally real and not fiction at all. You can take <laughs> that right yeah. to the bank, Andrew. What are you doing? <laughs> don't, don't you sully the name of Stuart McLean? Uh, Lucas, even though he's not here, which I thought if you're not here, then you don't get a say, but he, um, oh, Barb Mattinson, buy a door that you can cut a hole in. I'll buy my own door. Okay. That's expensive. Oh, that's smart. I, well, yeah. And just, that's true. We have a, it's expensive. This is, it might be this is, more than the cat. Doesn't help these people, but we have a, like our screen door, like a sliding door to go outside mm-hmm. and it has a, a screen like cat door in it that locks for like the, the people that own the house before us. I think it was for their dog, but it's just mostly a nuisance for us. Cause our kids push it and what <laughs> yeah. um, not. Lucas says motion activated for breeze dispenser in bedroom. So he's, no. he suggests you don't bother moving it. You just try to mask it. Just cover the I could imagine still, sleeping in like the cat wafting cat pee. Just I know, like that ammonia, and then mix that with Febreze in the night. Come on, I don't. Ugh. I don't what trust a, my cats around me when I'm sleeping. They've recipe. batted my face before. What a recipe for disaster! Oh my goodness! Train the cats to go to the bathroom from Barb. Uh, Pastor, dump the cats. Scott Layton. I mean, if the cat can poop in the, hold on. I mean, if the cat can poop in a box in the bedroom, why can't everyone else? No? Is he saying what I think he's saying? Am I reading like, that if you wrong? Can't, if you can't him, join him. Get the poop box join out him? of the bedroom. He says, get that'll the- solve the smell. Yeah. <laughs> That's gross. Like, if you're going to have it in the, in the living room, you need to change it daily. A hundred percent. Like you need to be tra- trailing the cat every time. And dealing with yeah. that. Oh, you're going to the box? Oh, oh no. False alarm. False oh, alarm. You're going to the box? Oh, no. <laughs> oh, I spooked you. Ah. <laughs> oh, good grief. All right. So are we Just, all are we all in agreement that they should get rid of the cats? Is that where we're at? I forget. Boat, no. <laughs> they either need to find I, a I room. did not say that. They can keep the cats. They just cannot put it in either of those two rooms. So they're both wrong. Uh, well, there you go. Hey, 
There's yeah, a, there, a this lesson. Is not a, this is not a dichotomy. This a, is not a, an either or. A lesson in humility for the for the married couple. Happy happy marriage. All right. Um, well, we're gonna get into Andrew. You feeling good about that? Yeah. <laughs> okay. So good. <laughs> uh, get a dog, <laughs> Pastor Dave. Get a dog. I'm convinced that Pastor David Filsinger has stock in some kind of kennel somewhere because he's really trying to get people to get dogs. Anyway, <laughs> uh, we're going to get into our SMORP. And for those that don't know, SMORP is an acronym that stands for Scripture, Message, Obedience, Repentance, Prayer. It's on the screen now in front of you. And basically what this means is we're going to look at a piece of Scripture and we're going to read it. And then we're going to go through each one of these sections uh, of the acronym, and they ask very specific questions. And we're just going to have a conversation around it. This is a, a great tool to engage in the Word in a different way. And we would in- encourage you, if you would like to participate uh, in chat, by all means, we would love for some conversation. And um, and also, write write this stuff down. Uh, if, if it's something that you like to do, I set my Bible in my, my journal in my bag, but uh, write down your answers so that you can go back. One of the conversations, get off the show. <laughs> One of the things we talked about last week, uh, and I can't remember if it was a conversation just with us or on the show, was what would it look like to be able to go back through the journals that we would write or like prayer journals or like go back on the smorps and see uh, how God's been moving. So uh, let's see here. Oh, I should have. I should have set this up like I did for the church podcast, but I wasn't thinking. I'm going to copy a big portion of scripture into the chat. I, if I'd have been thinking, I would have did it and got it on the screen. Uh, and it's we're looking at Matthew chapter 6, verses 25 to 34. Let me get this copied over. And what this is talking about, the, the heading on this scripture says, Do not be anxious. So here we go. It says this, Matthew chapter six, verses 25 to 34. And I'm reading out of the ESV, English standard version. Do not be anxious. Therefore, I tell you, do not be anxious about your life, what you will eat or what you will drink, nor about your body, what you will put on. Is not life more than food and the body more than clothing? Look at the birds of the air. They neither sow nor reap nor gather into barns, and yet your heavenly Father feeds them. Are you not more valuable than they? And which of you, by being anxious, can add a single hour to his life, uh, to his span of life? And why are you anxious about clothing? Consider the lilies of the field, how they grow. They neither toil nor spin. Yet I tell you, even Solomon in all his glory was not arrayed like one of these. But if God so clothes the grass of the field, which today is alive and tomorrow is thrown into the oven, will he not much more clothe you, O you of little faith? Therefore, do not be anxious, saying, What shall we eat, or what shall we drink, or what shall we wear? For the Gentiles seek after these things, and your heavenly Father knows that you need them all. But seek First, the kingdom of God and his righteousness, and all these things will be added to you. Therefore, do not be anxious about tomorrow, for tomorrow will be anxious for itself. Sufficient for the day is its own trouble. That was a big portion of scripture. I initially, when I was looking at the scripture, only was going to do verses 33 and 34. um, But it said, seek first the kingdom of God and his righteousness, and 
all these things will be added to you. Well, you need to know kind of the context and the conversation that's taking place here. Um, so we're going to do the scripture portion right now. And, and the questions before us are, what words, phrases, or observations stand out to you? And what does the scripture tell, tell us about the nature and work of God? And write it down. And is there a scripture you could begin to memorize? So right now where we're at is what words, phrases, or observations in this passage stand out to us? This isn't really the part where you pontificate a lot. This is more just kind of what jumped out at us. So guys, I'll, I'll certainly toss to you all. And uh, I've got some thoughts too. Um, verse 26, or I mean, it's most, it's not really specifically verse 26, but those first couple of verses, um, got me thinking about just how freeing it can be to live your life, believing those verses, you know, not, you know, look at the birds of the air that they neither snow, so reap, you know, blah, blah, blah. Uh, but the heavenly father feeds them. Are you not more value? than they, you know, it just, your life could be so free if you, if you really trust this verse and, and, and believe that, you know, God values you and it's going to take care of you. I mean, it's not easy <laughs> to fully mm-hmm. give that up to mm-hmm. God, but I just like that idea of the freedom that can come with that. Absolutely. I, I was similar to you. The things that jumped out at me were about our value to the father um, and about being anxious about all these different things. And again, like I said, we're not really going to get into a lot here, but I, like I can, I can definitely point to a time in my life where I was anxious about consuming and, and, uh, and bringing, you know, having to have all these things and that's where value is. And, and I wasn't seeking God's righteousness and, and all that. And I'll save the message part for a minute, but, um, the big parts that jumped out at me were, you know, seek first the kingdom of God and his righteousness. And we, you know, we've all, we've all heard verse 34, don't be anxious about tomorrow because tomorrow will be anxious about itself. Don't worry about tomorrow. It'll, you know, all that kind of stuff. Those, those phrases jumped out at me. Kenny, my man, how about you? Observation uh, is, and this passage is always timely in my life. There's, and, and there's not a time that it's not good to hear this, mm-hmm. not good to read it, sit with it and, and need to hear the message. And then, uh, just look at how many times the word anxious is, <laughs> is in this passage. I mean, they kind of give you the warning with the heading there. Yep. Uh, but yeah, I'm just reflecting on on uh, what Andrew said too just about the freedom of not being anxious like mm-hmm. do I dare so I'll leave it at that for now all right the next part is uh, what do you sense the Lord saying to you specifically in this reading is there a word of correction guidance encouragement wisdom or promise do you have a question for God to, to me what I will say is God has reminded me, through this scripture of who I was when I chased after all these things. You know, it talked about, that. it said in verse 32, which if you're unfamiliar with who the Gentiles are, that would have meant nothing to you. But basically, things were separated between two, two worlds, two nations, 
God's, cho- God's people, the Israelites, and then the Gentiles. And the Gentiles didn't know, you know, who God was. They weren't following him or, or seeking after him. And there, you know, there were some and anyway, but by and large, it was people of God and the people that were not. And, and I know what it's like to, to, to search after all these different things. And I'll tell you what, not that I'm, not that I'm certainly not a model of this, but when I've made the effort to focus in on seeking his kingdom, seeking God, and not just, not just that, but also like, but his righteousness. I think it's interesting that it, that it added that, but, but seek first the kingdom of God and his righteousness. Well, why? When I search after those things, do you know what I found in my life? A contentment with what I actually had. Yeah, right on. And, and a recognition of the provision that he was giving me. You, you, like, I used to feel like I didn't have enough. And then when you start to focus in on God, you're like, whoa, you've actually provided a lot more than I was ever giving you credit or thanks for. And all this extra stuff has just taken my focus and attention off of you and your kingdom and, and righteousness. So for me, what God is reminding me is, is the, well, just verse 30, seek his kingdom and his righteousness. And then all the, all the things will be added. The other thing was this, uh, and why are you anxious about clothing? I almost laughed out loud only because I thought if you knew my shorts, you'd know why I was anxious about clothing. (laughs) (laughs) Anyway. Irrational fear. Yeah. Uh, how about you guys? Well, uh, verse 27, um, and which of you by being anxious can add a single hour to his span of life? Mm. And, uh, that really sticking out to me, I used to struggle a lot with anxiety, like as a, you know, as a teenager and, uh, just worrying a, a lot about these things. And, uh, and, uh, it's just a reminder of like, are you being a good steward of your time? Are you, you know, you're, you're not showing faith. You're not trusting God. Are you, you know, can this add a single moment to your life to mm. spend this time worrying to be anxious, to, you know, let that consume you. And uh, I think that's just always a, a good, good solid reminder, you know, to, to have the faith in God, you know, he's going to take care of you and not to waste your day, not to waste your life, you know, being anxious. And and I don't want to say like, that's all you have to do is have faith and right. you don't have to be anxious. I don't want to, I'm not going to brush it off like that, but uh, for me personally, it's just a reminder. It, it's funny because I was thinking that we want to be careful that we don't make a blanket statement in, mm. in being like, hey, if you deal with anxiety, well, you just don't have, you know, have more faith. Well, that mm. that's not helping. Um, yeah, not I'm case, saying yeah. this is for me personally, this is what I'm taking from this. Right. Yep. Uh, yeah, the, the, sorry. No, I t- just tossing to you. Yeah, the reflection, I guess, and we're on the message part, right? Still? Yep. Um, you know, anxiousness for me is usually about thinking about how things are going to turn out. It's like in the future. Hmm. Um, I don't know that I'm super anxious about things that have happened in the past, but this, the part of the message that I receive from this passage is one of being present and, and the call at the end to, you know, today's got enough trouble for itself. Like be present to the things that you need to take care of now. Uh, and tomorrow's going to have 
tomorrow's going to have maybe some of the same, but it's maybe going to have new ones that you don't even see coming. Not like any of us have ever lived through <laughs> anything like that before, you know. But there, I don't, I don't know that there was anybody um, like uh, being anxious about. Well, you know, there were there were some people in the world that were kind of smart and savvy and thinking that there could be a pandemic on the way and that this could be the next thing. You know, there's like these documentaries out there and stuff that you could watch and be like, oh, that'll never happen. That could happen, but probably a long time away. And but now, uh, the invitation I feel to me in reading this today is to be present. Hmm. It doesn't mean that I'm not responsible for the things that I'm responsible for. I don't care about them, but it means it's a call to me to be present to Christ and present to um, those that he's placed in my, my life, my wife, my kids. Um, and then the other people, um, those relationships specifically and responsibilities and take care of that for today. And, and I think, you know, it's, 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 I'm still working on not being anxious about what's going to happen tomorrow, but to be, to enjoy the presence of God's goodness today. Hmm. Thanks, Kenny. Good word. The next part portion that we get into here is about obedience and it's um, not looking for a lot here is write down one step of obedience that you need to take today or this week based on what God is revealing to you. Mine is very simple. If I can is, is to seek, I'm not just trying to say the same thing over and over again, but really is to seek first his kingdom. You know, what is God doing here right now, today, in this moment? What are the divine appointments that he has for me that I'm not to miss and to be sensitive to what the spirit is doing right now in this moment and the moments when I leave my office, but to also seek his righteousness. And uh, I could never do it on my own. I could, you know, the good acts and deeds, it was only through Jesus Christ and his righteousness. And so to, to, to strive and search after those, um, for me, that is the step of, and there's a lot to that, but that is the, if I could pinpoint one thing, it'd be to focus, laser focus on that for me and get better shorts. The, the obedience in this for me, <laughs> um, it's not the shorts fault. The, the obedience in this for me um, is, is is macro and micro in my life <laughs> and everything in between mm. um, is waiting on God and his timing and not trying to force something, um, not trying to make something happen because I'm tired of waiting, but waiting on God and his timing. For me, that's, that's a lot of what anxiousness brings to mind and to heart and to practice. Mm, it's good. Yeah. Andrew, anything that you uh, wanted to add in? I feel like uh, I said this is like a similar answer last week, but uh, almost to take an inventory of the ways that God um, provides for me on a daily basis. Mm. Just so, just to have like a better understanding, like, cause there's so many things you, you don't even probably realize, you know, can have God in it. And, uh, and it can certainly give some perspective and help to really appreciate, uh, you know, what's going on in our lives. I'm not sure how to um, maybe communicate what's what just kind of ran through my mind. So I'll I'll blurt it out and see if if anything sticks here with you guys. I was just thinking part of the is is part of the obedience for me 
recognizing who I am to God, who like not in a prideful way of my identity or of my importance, not like that, but like to recognize how much he cares about me and to be able to trust that he'll take care. And I, mm. the reason I'm saying that is like, I thought of my kids, you know, yes, they want all the whatever, 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 the toys and all that. But my kids know. Me too. Yeah. But my, my kids know because, because, um, because I'm their father and I love them that I make, we, you know, my wife and I, we make sure they've got clothes on their back. We make sure that there's food in their belly. Like we, we will do whatever it takes to provide what our kids need. And if we can do the extra stuff here and there for sure. But, but there are, there are core things that my kids can count on that will be provided for them because of how much we love them. There are children. So I wonder if I'm, I'm just, I don't know if you're catching, you catch what I'm throwing down here. Like, I wonder if sometimes part of anxiety can also be an identity crisis or issue mm. where like, maybe you don't realize just how important you are to God. Mm. I don't know, just some food for thought. Uh, the next part of what we're talking about, and we usually leave these two things for you at home that's listening uh, or wherever you might be listening. I'm not trying to assume your location is repentance and prayer. And repentance is to write out any confession uh, that God's revealed to you in this passage. If there's something that is getting in the way between you and God and your relationship with him, then confess that to him. He already knows, but he wants you to admit and acknowledge uh, what's going on and write down any steps that you're taking to turn away from sin and uh, to pursue him more. And the other is prayer, to spend time. And, and Andrew, I think you said this just a minute ago, uh, but to spend time thanking the Lord for all his blessings. Imagine what your day would look like if the first thing you did when you woke up was spent it in prayer and going through your blessings. Mondays wouldn't be so bad for people, I think, <laughs> uh, if, if that was how you started your day. Pray for anything or anyone that he lays on your heart and write down your prayers. And uh, guys, unless you've got anything else that you want to throw in, that's been our smorp. Any any last thoughts there? Maybe just that my my repent. I'm going to give my repentance. Give it, Kenny. It, it's on a it's on a continuum somewhere. It's maybe it's like a cross continuum. I don't know. Between everything depends on God and everything depends on me, and nothing depends on God and nothing nothing depends on me as far as my anxiousness or responsibilities go. So it's like somewhere in the mix of that. axiom in there is I kind of flutter around like, Oh, God's got this, you know, I can trust him for all of it. And I'm in these different quadrants of that, of where those realities all, all kind of meet. And there's some saying out there, like act like everything depends on you, but trust like everything depends on God. I'm not great at that. If there's a saying, Mm -hmm. I'm not great at that at all. (laughs) That's I err on the side of pretending like I'm supposed to somehow figure this all out on my own. And I can't trust God with it because for that, that's me. That's my, that's the thing that I need to repent of, mm. I think. And then my prayer is just use me for your kingdom, Lord. That's always my kind of my micro prayer. I feel like it's appropriate, big and small. Yes, sir. Use me for your kingdom. Absolutely. Well, Andrew, we have a decision to make. We're getting short on time and we'd like to stay within the hour and respect our viewers time and our guests and well, ours too. So how do you want to play? How do you want to play this? Do you think we could pull off both, or should we pick one? I think we just pick one. Why don't you tell me which one we're doing? 
Well, I'm happy I'm, with. I'm, happy I'm assuming with you put a little bit of time into picking a, a word. So let's do sports and star stuff. Yeah, but I also put a little time into adjusting the potent ponderable jingle too. <laughs> okay, well we can do whatever. It doesn't matter. Let's listen. Let's uh, <laughs> let's do the sport and star stuff, and then if we have time, we'll do the potent ponderable. But regardless, we'll play the jingle just so that you can hear it. Okay. <laughs> All right. So, uh, oh, hold on. Uh, if Matt were here, he'd say something about the fact that I missed my. Uh, where is it? All right, ladies and gentlemen, uh, we're gonna get into sports. So the way this works, Kenny, because I don't know if you've played this game with us before, is I'm going to give you a term. It is either going to be a sport term or a stars like space type of term or like uh, term. And that could be within media or, you know, in real world. Um, Mm. And so what I'm going to do is I'm going to give you the term and then you're going to have about a minute to Facebook message me your answer of what you think it is. And then I'm going to read all the answers, including the real one and a fake one, plus your two. And then we have to decide who's, who's is the right answer. Does that uh, make so ready? Does that make sense? All right. So your term, I did have to, I did spend time. Your term is Tokra. (laughs) Tokra. Tokra? Tokra. T O K apostrophe R A. T O K apostrophe R A. Your time begins now. Facebook message me, not each other. That would be awkward. Okay. The password is. Is that Mario music? I feel like I'm supposed to get some mushrooms and fireball right now. Tokra, T-O-K, apostrophe, R-A, no Google searching. If you think you know at home, feel free to write it in the chat. I have received nothing from either of you. Oh, here we go. Something coming in, Kenny. You're we got about 40 seconds, my dude. 40 seconds, yeah. I thought you said a minute, like a minute's up, um, yeah. And you still haven't sent me anything. Some answers coming in here. All right, gentlemen, the term was Tokra. Wait, well, Ken, you can't send two. So which are you choosing? It was a no, no, it was a two-part answer. It was a two-bubble answer. Okay. It's a sentence. Disqualified. It has a it has an ad it has a 
It has a conjunction. All right. Uh, so the term was Tokra. Uh, here we go. So Tokra is a sport, an ancient Egyptian form of a javelin throw or javelin throwing. Tokra, a symbiotic alien race from Stargate. Tokra, from Stargate, an intergalactic vegetable good for stew. Tokra, an ancient ritual from the television show Andromeda, or Andromedia, depending on if you're nasty, where an individual must complete feats of strength. It, was that a was that an Andromeda Stargate crossover comment? That's too much. So, gentlemen, we need to decide. Uh, so, you want you want to hear them again? You're yeah. you're trying to figure out the real one. All right, here we go. So, Tokra, an ancient ritual from the television show Andromeda, where an individual must compete complete feats of strength. Tokra from Star now Stargaze SG one. An intergalactic vegetable, good for stew. Tokra, a symbiotic alien race from Stargate. Tokra, an ancient Egyptian form of javelin throwing. All right. I think that Stargate's comment, that person probably just made a typo. This is probably supposed to be Stargate. I think. <laughs> okay. <laughs> Maybe. I'm just trying to help him out a little bit. You know what I mean? Oh, okay. All right. Um, what are we supposed to do? We're supposed to guess which one's the right answer? Uh, Scott yeah, Layton. Which one you think is right? Scott Layton said it's I the think, Egyptian javelin since it's the only thing that didn't have to do with TV shows. Uh, uh, okay. So I'm, I, it's, it's come down to this. Kenny, which one are you choosing? The one that was copied and pasted because it's probably most accurate. Kenny, which one are you choosing? I don't understand. Out of the, out of the three options? Well, there, there are three options still? Oh, my goodness. Symbiotic alien race from Stargate. Egyptian form, ancient Egyptian form of javelin throwing. I like that one best. I like the ancient Egyptian form. I don't care which one's right. I like that one best. So you're choosing that one. Okay. Yes. Uh, Andrew, how about you? I'm going with the uh, Stargate. Uh, alien race. The symbiotic alien race or the stew? <laughs> the symbiotic alien race. All right. And ladies and gentlemen, those have been waiting for this moment. <laughs> it is in fact, oh, let me just read it. Tokra, a symbiotic alien race from Stargate. The ancient form of javelin, av ancient form of javelin throwing was made up and well, Andrew was Andromeda. And Kenny was Tokra, Stargaze, SG-1. This is, here, I'm going to read this verbatim. Tokra, Stargaze, SG-1, or an intergalactic vegetable good for stew. You threw me off when you told me we couldn't Google stuff. Like, you didn't say that at all. I was in the middle of Googling, cutting and pasting, and I made a typo, okay? I'll just admit that. Oh, fair enough. I, You know what? You got me. Andrew, I'm just, it's time for us to get out of here, so I'm just going to, Play the music so that you can hear it. Ready? Okay. Had we done a potent ponderable tonight, this is what you would have heard. Andrew.
Sounds like you put a lot of time into that. More than you'd know. Andrew was a beastie boy. Oh, thanks. That's great. Yep. All right. Well, Andrew, why don't you walk us out of here? And thank you, Kenny, so much for for being here with us tonight. Always a pleasure. Thanks for putting up with me. Absolutely. All right. You can follow our podcast on Facebook, Twitter, Instagram, YouTube. Uh, You can use the hashtag OHClub wherever hashtags are usable uh we would love a five-star rating on itunes and if you would leave us a five-star rating we'll read it on the air we get a lot of those because you hear us reading them all the time not only that but you can send your questions to us at www.oxfordholyclub.com you can also browse our merch and buy it and that's it that's it and you know what we don't pay to advertise except that one time i think that matt did but we don't pay to advertise. <laughs> so any growth that we really do get comes from you sharing us with others. And Kenny, how was your watch party? Booming. Okay. It's off the hizzy. Just mm. him. Just just me watching myself. <laughs> anyway, we no don't relatives. No relatives. Hey, that's that's perfect. We don't pay to advertise, so any growth that we get comes from you, the viewer, sharing us with others. So, until next time, ladies and gentlemen, keep spiritually fit and have fun.